I hear an echo, is right? So play with it. Paige, so good to see you here. She showed up on uh, Friday night praying with us. And uh, we were talking to her and saying, please come back. We never know of somebody coming to church to pray. <laughs> First time they show up in church, they're praying. And uh, she told us she was going somewhere, somewhere deep inside me. I said, no, I think she's going to be here on Sunday. So, <laughs> so, so when I saw her on Sunday, I said, well, that's good. I like that thing that way. I'm so glad to see her. Because somewhere deep inside me, I said, whatever appointment, whoever invited you, invited you to the wrong place. You're coming back here. <laughs> Amen. So good to have you here tonight. Amen. It's good to see people who know God. They just She's new to our city, so please befriend her. Uh, I know when Angela and I first got here, knowing nobody, we needed friends, okay? So please befriend her. Amen. Tonight, I want to continue with the message, how God comes to us. I guess there's no secret about that, right? How God comes to us. He comes to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and we go to Him. Through his son, Jesus Christ. This thing is a little loud, I think. Or oh, is just just me? Okay, I'm out. It's like an echo to me. So God, we go to God through Jesus Christ. And God comes to us through Jesus Christ. But Jesus is the word of God. When the mystery of the word is revealed to you. When the mystery of God's word is revealed to you, you've just seen God. Once the mystery of God's word is open to you, God's just opened your eyes. God has been revealed to you. You've seen God. God and his word are one and the same. And whatever is in you that is unlike God dies. Because no man, no flesh can see God and live. So whatever is in you, this flesh, is going to die. Once the word of God is revealed to you, because at the time God opens your eyes to see his word, he's opening your eyes to see God himself. God and his word are one and the same. And when you come out of that experience, your life is different. You come out a new person in whatever area God is revealing himself to you. Remember when he revealed himself to Moses, he said, I'm going to put my hands over your eyes. You only see my back. But that changed his life. So your life is changed and you can never be the same. So it's so important what Jesus said very clearly. After his message, he'll say, those who have ears to hear, let him hear. Over and over. And whenever I read those scriptures in the very beginning, when I came into Christianity, they were hard words to hear. Because it's just like he gets, gives you all of this truth, and then he ends up with saying, those who have ears to hear. So we all have ears. But he's talking about the inner ear. That's the ears of your your eyes. And so you can hear the word of God and still God's not revealed to you. 
And until God is revealed to you, you don't have the power of obedience. Because you cannot believe. God reveals himself to you. And once he is truly revealed to you, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And until you hear and understand, you can't have faith. But until you have faith, it's hard to obey. Because obedience is the work of faith. So we got to hear from God. God has to reveal himself to us through his word. In First Samuel chapter 3, verse 6 and 7, it says, Then the Lord called yet again, calling, this is how God revealed himself to Samuel. And when God reveals himself to you, the very first time, he's got to be through his word. All of a sudden, your eyes are open. And you can understand what God's saying. And something, you can feel that burning in your chest. This is new. My eyes are open. But as soon as that takes place, faith is already deposited in you, then the transformation is already taking place. You may not be aware of it, but the transformation is already there. And if you put your faith into action... Something happens immediately. That's why we must never wait. Because as soon as you wait a little bit to, to, to act on it, uh, Satan begins to minister another kind of word to your ear. And then fear comes. So God revealed himself to Samuel. He was calling simple, simply, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Then he tells us this in verse 7. Very important. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Well, he was already in the temple. He was already serving. I'm sure he had been taught by Eli. He still didn't know God at this point. He served inside the house of God. That's where he slept. Worshipping the God of his father and his mom. And yet the scripture says, in verse 7, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So until the word of God is revealed to you, you really don't know him yet. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that brings a man to really knowing God. Once the word is revealed to you in whatever area, then you got to know God. You get to know God in that particular area. And there's so much of God to know. There's so much to study. There's so much to pull back to ourselves to change our lives. In verse 21 of the same chapter, he says, Then the Lord appeared again to... to, uh, to him, albeit again in shallow, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. How did God reveal himself? By the word of the Lord. That's the way God reveals himself. Sometimes we want to see God, you know, standing in front of us, but most of the time, if he's going to reveal himself to you, he's got to come through the word of God. That's the only way he reveals. And through the word comes the manifestation. After you've believed in the word, as he reveals himself, that still small voice, once he reveals himself, and you can tell the difference, 
you know that that's still small voice. Then comes all the manifestation. And then you can really see God. What does God want when he reveals himself to us? The same thing he wanted from the very beginning. When he created Adam and Eve. Believe in the integrity of my word. That's all he wants. Believe in the integrity of my word. When I say it, I mean it. And what Satan did was to go to Eve to question the integrity of what God had said. That was the original thing. Every time you don't believe or you act contrary to what God said, it's because you've Turn away from him and refuse to believe in his word. You don't truly believe. Did God say? That's the question. And then you have all of these things that Satan is going to present before us to make us think what God says will never happen. Look at all the circumstances around you. What makes you think this thing can turn around now? Where are you putting your hope? Can't you see what's happening around you? And so we look at those things And that's the same trick Satan has, just to turn your eyes away from his word so you don't believe his word and have the manifestation. So all God is asking is, believe me. Believe me. Trust me so that I can trust you. God wants to be able to trust you as you trust him. If you believe in him, he'll take you in and he'll believe in you. I was reading in uh, uh, John 17, Jesus praying to his father. He says, look, you sent me with your word, and I've given your word to them. And they have believed in your word that you gave to me. These were your words. You gave them to me, and I gave your words to them. And they have believed not only in the words that you gave to me, they believe that I came from you. So now, Jesus is committing them back to his Father. So there is a trust relationship between them and God. God turned over everything. Can you believe that? The whole finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross to these 12 people. Can you believe? It was hanging on them. Everything that Jesus did. That's a lot of faith, right? (laughs) That's a lot of faith. For all the work, Jesus went back up. And God was believing and trusting there is a faith relationship here between my word. They've received my word, so I trust them. I want to have that in my life. Amen? I trust them to handle the word. Just like he said of Abraham, I know him. He will bring his children. It's a trust relationship. He wants you to believe. And he wants to believe in you. For you to trust him. And he'll trust you as well. And when both of you are working together, there is no enemy can come against your life. It will always be victorious. God is saying, you can always trust me. And he's saying, I can always trust you. Let's build this relationship together. It'll be a formidable one. The enemy cannot fight it. That's the relationship. is to believe in his word. 
everything that God does is for us to believe in that word. As he reveals himself to, to us through his word. I'm going to read a few scriptures just to let us understand that what God really wants from us is just to believe. There were some people that came to Jesus. They said, what can we do? What can we do to do the works of God? John chapter 6. We want to do the works of God. All he said, believe in him whom he has sent. That's the works of God. That's all you need to do. Who was sent? The word of the living God. In John 20, verse 31, it says, But these are written that you may believe. Everything that's written, they are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Savior, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. And then in 1 John chapter 3, verse 23, it says, And this is His commandment. Notice, it goes away from just believing, but a commandment. This is God's commandment that we should believe on His name. It's a commandment that we believe on His name. The name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He gave us commandment. So, what two commandments do we have? To believe on His name and to love one another. Those are the two commandments that He has given to us. But I like this other scripture even more. 1 John 1 verse 1 through 3. And John was speaking here. It says, That which was from the beginning that which was from the very beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. To me, the picture is, is amazing. We heard about him before he showed, ever showed up. But when he came, we were able to touch him. We were actually handling the word of life. We not only heard him, we handled the word of life. It says, the life was manifested. So the word of God is life, and we know that. And the word of God, that life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which is the Word of God, that can swallow up natural life. No matter what's happening in the natural, you got eternal life. We already have eternal life right here where we are. Eternal life can swallow up natural life. And we have to believe in the Word of God. All of it comes through the Word of God. If we can only believe, God can do these things for us. Whatever it is, the Word of God takes preeminence. It says, we have seen and we bear witness. We can tell you we have experienced this Word of life. This Word of life has worked in our own life. And that's why we are sharing the Word of God, the Word of life with you. We want you to know about this. It says, we declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. 
that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you so that you have the same fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So the Father came. And the main thing, everything that is written is for us to believe who Jesus is. That's all there is, what he wants from us. For us to believe in him with all of our heart and to follow through. But more than that, believe in his purpose. Believe in his purpose. There's so much that the word of God is brought to us. But what's the primary purpose for the word of God? Eternal life. Whenever the word of God comes to your life in peace, it's usually a promise that's given to you to change whatever situation there is that is contrary to the word. If it comes in judgment, if you re- that's a different thing. But when the word of God comes to you in peace, he's coming to raise you up. Jesus made his purpose very clear. John 10, verse 10. He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly in every area of life. That's what he wants us to believe. If there's anything in our life that is a product of death that will be death or that will, can be considered death, we need to reject that because that's not why he came. He came so that we can experience life. The word of God in human flesh. He came so that we can have that life. In Genesis chapter 1, I mean chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord has said to Abraham, we go back to the very beginning, this is important. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your, ha- your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Get out and the, from your family to a land that I will show you. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I want to show you some purposes here. First of all, he wants you blessed. That's the primary purpose for the word. God wants you blessed. First, you have to come out from where you were. You live among them before you believe. The word comes to you. The first thing to do is come out from among them. And separate yourself to God. And he's calling you to a new place, to a new land where he's taking you. But you have to leave everything behind and follow Christ. And the purpose of that is he cannot bless everybody together. He needs you separated so that you are blessed. He wants to bless you. 
That's the purpose of the word. When God came to Abraham, I don't know if Abraham actually saw God in person. But I know he heard words from God. That was God revealing himself to Abraham. Every time God reveals himself to you, every time God reveals his word to you, the purpose is to bless you. He wants you blessed. He wants you separated from the rest of them so that they can look at you and see what blessing from God looks like. God wants you blessed. He wants to bless you. So you must come out from among them. You will be a blessing. That's another purpose. He wants you blessed to be a blessing. But notice what he says. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's the final thing. This is his purpose. For every single family on the earth to be touched by the word of God through you. Every single family blessed with the blessing of Abraham through us. We have to be willing to take on that mantle. To be blessed and to be a blessing. Every single family. And if anything is going to stop it, God said, I'll curse that thing. If you take on that mantle. He wants you blessed. He wants you to be a blessing. We need to understand that. And there is no greater blessing than salvation in Christ. That's the biggest blessing. Because that's what brings you into the very kingdom of the living God. Where you are a part of the kingdom of God. And Jesus made it clear. There is a devil that is in the world that is come to kill, to steal and to destroy. But that he came... That we might have life and have it more abundantly. You have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, probably on Sunday I will be sharing this if I can. I'm not sure how that message is going. I'm still working on it. But when God calls you out to separate you as a blessing, to bless you, everything that comes near you gets blessed. Amen. Because you are blessed by God. Your influence is so great. That they come near you and they get blessed. And God is still the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's what we must seek and believe God for. Because you draw close to God. God blesses you. Blesses your house. And those around you are blessed as well. You remember Lot? He tagged along with blessed Abraham. Went into Egypt. Nothing is said of Lot. We're coming to that. Nothing was said of Lot. What happened in Egypt? Nobody took his wife. Lot was just with Abraham. But afterwards, when they left Egypt, it didn't take too long. The land was not big enough to handle their wealth, their blessing. They had to be separated. Because you are blessed to be a blessing. And everyone around you is blessed. But the scripture made it very clear. Jesus came so that we can have life and to have it more abundantly. Why does, the, why does God reveal his, himself to us? 
Number three, which is the most important one in my mind, spread the word. Spread the word. It's hard for a person who has, it's just like tonight with, uh, with uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy sharing, when God has revealed himself to you, you can't hold it in. It's hard to hold it in. You may not be able to speak much. But when God has shown himself in your room, you'll be talking. It's hard to hold back. If you're not speaking much, it's because God's not showing himself much in your life. There's nothing to talk about. But when he begins to walk in your midst, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of positive things to gossip about. <laughs> when God shows himself, even if he wants you not to say anything. You remember how Jesus used to warn them after the miracle? This is God saying, I don't want you saying anything. The guy leaves and he's going around. Says, huh. I know you said I shouldn't say something. But wow. How can I keep this back? I, I feel like saying something. After a while, he says, well, even if it's a sin, I'll say something about this. I just don't care. And he said, the more they spread the word all over. They couldn't hold themselves back to the point where people were coming from everywhere because their lives have been touched by God. God has revealed himself to them. You cannot hold it back. The primary purpose of God revealing himself to you is for you to share it. And when you share it, more is given to you. God reveals himself more. We go back to Samuel. When God appeared to Samuel, uh, Samuel didn't want to say anything. But Eli said, look, you got to tell me what God shared with you. Tell me everything. Don't keep anything back. That was good advice. Eli, even though he was backslidden, was a very good man. He knew God had bypassed him and was now revealing himself to a boy. No jealousy. He said, you go back. He perceived that God was speaking, to, wanting to speak to him, so please go. And said, let God speak to you. And he knew. He was the chief, the, the greatest man, in, God, man of God in the land. But he knew God had passed him. There was no hard feeling. He instructed him, this is what you must do. When he tells you, when you hear this word, Samuel, Samuel, say this. Just say this. Speak, Lord, your servant. He went to sleep. He didn't care about what was going on. But he knew God was speaking to the boy. He was going to talk to him. I want that spirit today in our time. We want that spirit today. But then the next day he said, please tell me everything. And Samuel told him everything, held nothing back. And guess what? Right after that. He became the greatest prophet in the land. When you hold back, sharing what God has done, the seed dies in you. When you speak it out, the word of God is seed. When you speak the word out, you're sowing incorruptible seed. 
when you testify to what God has done, when you testify to what, how God has opened himself to you, to the blessing of God in your life, and as you share, you're sowing seed for a harvest. For a harvest. Your life will never be the same. The word is given to you so that you can share. The revelation is given to you so that you can share the word. The Bible tells us, the word is near you and in your mouth and even in your heart. It is the word of faith that we are preaching. That if you say it with your mouth, so you get to say it when God has revealed himself to you in whatever area, you get to say it. You got to tell somebody. You have to share the word with somebody. It's a double-edged sword. He cuts that way and he cuts back to you, fixing your life. Because when you speak the word, then you're saved. In the life of Jesus, he tells us in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Because he was the word revealed. And so he shared it among people. We have to reveal Christ by sharing the word as well. As a church, we want to do that. In Acts chapter 5, how much God wants this word shared, verse 18 through 20. It says, And laid their hands on the apostles and put them, that's Herod now, put them in prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all these words. All the words of this life. So the words that we speak, they are the words of life. We have to share with people. This is the reason for the revelation of the word of God. We have to share the word with people. We have to bring the gospel to people. That's why God reveals himself to us. So that we can share the gospel with everybody else. You cannot keep it to yourself. The more you share the word, the more God gives to you. The more, God, the more God gives to you, the more you have to share with the world. You cannot keep it in. We've got to share the gospel. We have to reach out to the world. We have to spread the word of God. This is what the word revealed is for us. And God's constantly watching to confirm his word with signs following. If we would do exactly what he's called us to do, which means he's committed his word of, to us, which is the word of life, and he said, look, I'm going to release you from prison. Nobody can hold back this word. Nobody can put you in prison when you got the words of God inside your life. I want you out there preaching the gospel, sharing with people, finding ways to bring the gospel to the people. Go out, bring the words of this life to the people so that they'll hear. I tell you what, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you speak the word of God from your mouth, the revelation that God has given to you, that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1, that God will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, 
that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. But the enlightenment in that place also enables you to understand the power that's in the Word. The power that's in the Word, so that you can go forth and preach the Word of God without fear and with boldness. And God will confirm His Word with signs following. We need that revelation from our God today so that the mysteries of the kingdom is fully revealed to those who hear the word. God has committed this message to every one of us. And we must share the gospel everywhere we go. Christ is revealing himself to us today by his word. Will you stand up with me today? You know, the Word of God is constantly, God's constantly speaking. God never quits speaking. Jesus said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. In Revelation, he's saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. You see, the Spirit of God is still speaking today. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? Where is God leading you? God leads us through His Word. He leads us through the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. What is God speaking to you? Are you seeking to hear from God? When God revealed Himself to Isaiah... He was sending, out, sending him out to spread the word. That's when God revealed himself to him to be the prophet in the land, to share the word of God. When God revealed himself to Samuel, he was sending him out to the people to bring restoration. What is God saying to you? Can God bring restoration through your life? I believe God can do that. Let's lift our hands up to our God tonight and thank him for his word and the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have all the power. The more you give, the more God will give to you. The more you share with people out there, the more God will touch their lives and change them. Greater dreams will come into your heart as God reveals himself. As he said, of the prophets of old. He puts the word in your mouth and you eat it. It seems bitter, but then it's sweet. Sweet in your mouth and then it's bitter in your heart. But then it goes out and it saves and it delivers from bitterness. Father, we thank you for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word, O oh God, that's been revealed to us. You have given us this word of life. We have the word of life in our hands. And we can share the word of life with the peoples of this world in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we go about our business, help us, Holy Spirit, and speak to our spirit when the time is right to say a word. To be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is written in the word of God. 
And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses to me. God, we want to be a witness. We want to reveal Christ to the world. We want to write to them. We want to speak to them. We want to help them think and understand. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God